return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. Just for a minute, stand with me, say this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I'll be taught the Word of God. I boldly confess. My mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I'm about to receive the incorruptible, indestructible, ever-living seed of the Word of God. I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. So, there's times where you evaluate your life which actually... Uh, for me, it's real constant when I'm with the Lord and he's talking to me and adjusting things in my life and so forth. Uh, we should have goals. You should have goals. You should have dreams. You should have things you hang on to. No matter what age you are, amen? Don't stop dreaming. Don't stop thinking about bigger things. Don't stop thinking about how God might want to use you. This isn't just for young people. It's for everybody, amen? And then you have to stop and think, am I happy with my life? Am I happy with my life? Am I happy with what's going on in my life? Uh, I understand sometimes there's things that we can't change right away or circumstances, but there's a lot of things we can change. One of those things, of course, is our attitude. And another thing what I want to talk about today is just our habits. And if you're joining us by Facebook Live, we just bless you today in the name of Jesus. We always thank you for coming in, stopping in, and visiting the house here. And uh, we are thankful for your friendships and and this goes, of course, all around the world, and many people get a chance to see this. So we're thankful for your friendship, and we speak blessings on your life. So first of all, today, I want to go to Luke 4, verse uh, 16. Great men and women in the Bible had, had good habits. Jesus, had, as his custom was, uh, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, and he stood up to read. And notice this is the word custom. We could also read that this was his habit. This was something that he did. Uh, on a usual basis. The disciples developed those same habits. Uh, you're here today. God bless you for coming today, a holiday weekend. But it's a good habit to go in fellowship. It's a good habit to be around other believers. Incidentally, the devil will always try to divide us, or isolate us, I mean, and put us in a place where, well, I don't feel like going, so I sit home alone. And what happens if we sit, sit alone, we get more depressed, <laughs> Uh, things we can get more and more down. And so you always want to be out amongst people. You want to be seeing people, visiting people, no matter what's happening. Years when our daughter was critically ill, we were still out amongst people and so forth and giving thanks just that we could live and have life and appreciate life, the little things in life. So, so uh, uh, at any rate, good habits. Now, of course, we understand there can be poor habits too, of course. But let's look one at Daniel, Daniel chapter 6. This was mentioned Wednesday night when Pastor Randall was talking about that Daniel, uh, the favor of God had, had elevated him. Understand that in this kingdom, this is an ungodly kingdom. This is an ungodly place. And yet he was elevated in status, in leadership and ruling and so forth like that. 
Uh, one of the things that it says here, an excellent spirit, and one of the things we would always emphasize in our church is character. Character is huge. Character is who you are on the inside. Character is who you are when nobody's looking. Character is how you act when no one else sees you. Okay, that's, that's the real you. And we can put on fronts for anybody. We can put on a show for anybody. We can fool people. But when you're alone, so forth, in your life, how you act, that's who you are. And you should evaluate that to think, oh, boy, I shouldn't act this way. I shouldn't do that or say that. That's how we developed an excellent spirit, by change. Amen? So Daniel had an excellent spirit. <clears throat> so the king set him over the whole realm. Now, there are other governors and so forth also who were jealous of Daniel's promotions and jealous of his position. And so they sought for a way to, to get at Daniel, to, to uh, get rid of him, so to speak. So they, they had to find some charge against him concerning the kingdom. They couldn't find anything because, notice, there was no error or fault in him. Isn't that amazing? Now, we think, we think now understand, he's not, he's not working in a Bible school here. He's working in an ungodly kingdom. All right? He's working in a kingdom that was, in many ways, anti-Christ. And yet in him, in Daniel, is where they said, we don't find any fault, we don't find any error in him or anything like that. And so we thought the only way we're going to get charges against him is if we find it concerning the law of his God. And so that's why they persuaded Nebuchadnezzar to create another image to be worshipped. And that, of course, they knew Daniel would not, would not worship another image. They knew his character. They knew what he was like. And so they thought the king, let's do this. Let's trick the king. So he'll set up an image so that we'll give honor, so to speak, to the king, and the king will like that, and then we can get at Daniel. And so the king made a decree that no one else, no other god could be worshipped other than what he established. And so in the middle of that, in the, in the, the repercussion or the consequences was, if you did not worship the image, you were thrown into a den of lions. I don't know how many lions are in a den, but one is enough for me that would strike terror, right? So he said he was going to throw him into a den of a group of lions. So they had, obviously they had lions, that they had them in a pit. And it was one of the ways that they could deal with people that, you know, with, with death penalty. So Daniel, here's Daniel's response now. We go to the next verses that we have there in Daniel uh, uh, 6. Daniel knew the writing that was signed. So he knew what was signed. He knew all about it, all right? And he goes home, and in his upper room, his windows are open toward Jerusalem. He kneels down on his knees three times that day and prayed and gave thanks before his God, as his custom, as was his custom since early days. Now, Daniel lasted through several kings, and he came into the Babylonian kingdom as, as a teenager. But he had character, hallelujah. And in the midst of all the things, he maintained his character, his trust in the Most High God. So knowing now what is signed, knowing what the consequences were, knowing who put the king up to it, how does Daniel respond? Does he go, now notice this is his custom, but he comes and he prays and he gives, gives thanks. So Daniel's not coming to pronounce judgment on the other governors. Daniel's not coming praying in anger. Oh God, you deal with these people and take them out of the way. Never says that. You see the character that's in Daniel's heart. Now, this is the heart of God. God loves people. Amen. Hello. <laughs> if you're watching me, I want you to know God is not out to destroy a person, a nation, anything. 
Jesus is out to bless people. There will be a day and a time. There will be a day of judgment. But right now is a day of grace for everybody. Hallelujah. I thank God all the time for grace. Thank you for grace, Lord. <laughs> but sometimes, you know, Christians can act. They're, they're, they're more pious and so forth. And they're proclaiming judgment. All that is wrong. It doesn't matter who says it, doesn't put any big name on it. Wrong. Biblically wrong. Amen. Because Jesus did not do that. Ever. Amen. Not once. His disciples tried to do it. They said, hey, let's call down fire just like Elijah did. And they're claiming Old Testament. They're claiming the Bible, actually. And Jesus said, oh, you don't know what spirit you're of. He said, you're a bad, that's a bad spirit. That's the spirit of judgment. That's the spirit of death. And I don't do that. I came to save lives, not destroy lives. Amen. Daniel had that same spirit. He had an excellent spirit about him. The spirit was the spirit of God. Amen. And so Daniel, now he's not praying against these king or these other governors. He's not praying, praying judgment on them or anything like that. But good habits will get you through tough times. I call this a tough time. Someone has just set you up so that you might have the death penalty. I would call it a tough time, and he never wavered. He had a habit. He had a custom that he would go pray. He would give thanks. And notice it says it was three times a day. Notice it says that he kneeled down. He humbled himself. So this is a habit that is very helpful in our lives if we learn from others to have godly habits. Meeting with the Lord. It's like it's like uh, like COVID happens and you see what happens. You can see in Christians lives what how they respond. You see then what's in their heart. So people are, oh, we don't know what to do. Why would you change anything? Go and meet the Lord. God doesn't change. God is never surprised by some circumstance or some report or what's going to happen tomorrow. He's already been to our tomorrow. He's not surprised by it. He's, he's already preparing us to face things in advance. Daniel was already prepared for this event. So here's, here it is. All right. If you don't worship it, you're going to die. You're going to go to the lions. Thank you, Lord. I just praise you, Lord. That's his response. And they even have a trap set. So they're listening for him. They're watching him. Say, okay. They drag him in because you disobeyed. You know the story. They threw him in the den of lions. And all of a sudden they were fasting that night. And nothing happened. And Daniel's life was spared. And even the king realized that he'd made a mistake, but he couldn't change the writing. But those governors didn't end up so good, did they? Good habits, good habits will get us through tough times. You get a bad report. You get a bad report. God already knows about the report. Amen. So in other words, in other words, we want stability in our lives so that we have habits that will get us through every situation. Now, now we have here, of course, the Bible's full of good things. Let me just mention also 1 Kings 11. Obviously, Solomon had bad habits. And one of his bad habits was he loved women, strange women, women from other places and so forth like that. And so from all, loved many foreign women. And so his problem was lust. And he had always things in front of him that weren't good. Samson had the same problem in the, in the Old Testament. So you can have great callings, great anointings, but, but if our habits aren't right, they can derail God's plans for us. Yeah. Let me say that again. You can have a great calling on your life. God has great plans for you. 
and me. But if our habits don't line up, and I'm just talking about on a daily basis, we can derail the plan of God by our choices, by our poor habits. Our good habits, on the other hand, will help us to sustain us and walk in what he wants us to do. Proverbs 25, verse 28. It's just a little time, so we've got to get through this, or some of it. So, so this says this, whoever has rule, has no rule over his own spirit is like a city broken down without walls. Now here's something we can say, Jesus is Lord, and we can thank God for the Holy Spirit, but you still have to make decisions in your life. Amen. You have to rule, rule your own spirit. Every one of us, every one of us has a spirit man. So you have to rule over that spirit. You have to rule, your, you have, you're having your spirit tell your body what to do rather than your body tell your spirit what to do. Most people are led by their flesh rather than by what the Holy Spirit is saying. A lot of people, just, just look, it could be, it could be coming noontime, it's like, well, we gotta eat, we gotta eat, it's noontime, it's gotta eat. And their body, their body's driving them when it's like, folks, a lot of times we can just tell our body, just, no, be quiet right now, you're just fine. That's so why a lot of people don't fast. Because their body tells them, you can't do that, I, I need food. No, be quiet. You don't need anything at all right now. Just be quiet. You need the Word of God. Heaven and earth will pass away, but His Word will never pass away. So we need the Word of God. So to rule over our spirit, we have to have discipline. We have to have control over our lives. We have to restrain our desires. So if, if I'm going to have establish a, all of us, all day long, we're ruled by habits. So when you, you might have a Sunday habit. You get home and do a certain thing, and that is to turn on the TV, watch something, or go outside, or whatever it might be. You have habits. We have habits all the time, but we have to readjust those habits for godly habits. Amen. And our spirit man can tell us what we should do. We have to rule over our spirit, which then will rule over our lives. Otherwise, our life is like a city broken down without walls. Something without walls means anything goes. And we just just floating along, boom, hit this punch, boom, that punch. <laughs> and sometimes we want to blame God to say, well, the Lord, Lord didn't help me or the Lord didn't answer this prayer. And it's like, no, no, we have a part in this to play. Amen? We have responsibilities. Amen? Amen? We have responsibilities to play. So, you don't want to allow a bad habit to ruin your life. Amen. You want to allow good habits to bless your life. Amen. And good habits will bless your life, just like we saw with Daniel. Look at, look at Joshua, Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. Again, good habits. And the Lord is speaking to Joshua. And he says, he says you, keep, you keep the law or the word of God, meditate on it all the time, day and night. Observe to do according to what it says. You will, notice what it says, you will make your way prosperous. And you will have good success. Now, the way that happens isn't just an accident, it's by good habits. We are a church that emphasizes Bible reading, and yet uh, probably a good portion of our congregation doesn't hardly open the Bible all week long. We talked about the leading of the Holy Spirit. We talked about that for weeks. And yet, yet talking to people, like listening to the voice of the Lord, it's like the blank look like going over their head like, uh, well, what are you talking about? Like, well, what I'm talking about is what I've talked about for seven hours, say. 
So, so you make your way. Say you. You make your way prosperous. We're, we're praying and we're asking God to do things. And he will do things, of course. He'll bless our lives. But also, he helps us. He helps us by our habits in the word of God and so forth. Listening to the Lord. It's not like I check in, I plug in on Sundays. Hallelujah, listen to the Lord. No, I want to check in and plug in all the time. I want to stay plugged in. So I don't want to unplug ever. Doesn't matter what I'm doing, I want to stay plugged into what he is doing. Because you never know when you might have an opportunity. Amen. Amen. We walked out of a class reunion the other night, uh, Jeannie's class reunion. So we walk out of this this place in Pierre, South Dakota, and and here's a guy walking along, and the next thing I, I stepped off the curb in front of Jeannie, and the next she asked, you know, greeted this guy, asked his name. Here was a great opportunity. To bless somebody and to visit with somebody. It was, it was just, it was like, wow, that was a divine moment, what happened there. You don't want to, you don't want to, you always want to walk in the spirit. How might you bless somebody? How might you, be, how might you be nice to somebody? Amen. You ever thought, stop to think how the world constantly is beating people down? And of course, with coronavirus, the mental health crisis lines are lit up like, like firecrackers. Think how many people need to have a good, just a good word. Just a good a word of blessing, which is not hard to give. Say, you know, Jesus really loves you. You think so? Thank you. We saw a girl, you know, and she was uh, helping us at a fast serve restaurant and so forth. And we ordered a sandwich and she, and she reached down and said, oh, here, let me help you. And, and all her arm was just big gashes. Just big gashes down her arm. I mean, big red that healed, but cut marks, big cut marks. And how nice to give somebody just to say how Jesus loves you, cares about you. But if you're so busy, you don't have time for that, well, then nothing's going to happen. Good habits, good habits help us in our lives on a daily basis. If you're in the Bible, you're constantly listening and you feel like you're in a spiritual realm. Still doing your work, still doing your job, still living life, right? I mean, like, like this coming weekend, I'll be at an alumni thing at the university, but, but that'll be fun. But there's a higher calling than that. Amen? Amen. Isn't that right? It's like, it's like uh, a few, few years back, the organizer for this, who had been on one of my teams and stuff, and <clears throat> when the old stadium was, was demolished and they took the bleachers, and some people took, took the bolts out, Carted off those boards from the bleachers and saved them. I mean, I never had another thought about that, but someone did that. And so, so then I go to this reunion where people are drinking and so forth, and we're in the Club 71 at the stadium and stuff. And then this guy says, you can't leave. You can't be leave before, before we're done tonight. And, of course, the game's over, and it's like, we're ready to check out, you know. I'm no longer a night, night owl or anything like that. It's like, I'm ready for bed. And so Verge comes over and he says, look, look, look this. And so all these other alumni come over too. Look at what we got, Dave. And he pulls this out and from the bleachers. Now this is a guy, this is a guy, he hadn't been in church in years. This is a guy that doesn't know anybody. This is a guy that called me and said, hey, when I die, I don't have any family. Never got married. Will you do my funeral? You know, this sort of thing. And so... 
he pulls us out, and here he had all these 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 wood, the wood from the steps all carved up into pieces, and he made a cross, and it had the Lord's Prayer on it. And he holds it up in front of all the other drunk alumni. Of course, Jeannie and I have been drinking Diet Coke. And, 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 and he holds it up, you know, just as proud as a peacock to bless us. That was because of things sown in his life. And all these people are going to say, wow, that's really nice. And I said, thank you. The Lord's Prayer. God's good. <laughs> your good habits affect your life in every situation. Amen. In every situation. So how you do things, how you talk, how you act. I listen to people. See, you know, I, it's not like we go around. I'm a pastor. I want you all to know I'm a pastor. I want you all to know Jesus. And so don't say that. Because eventually someone will get around that night and say, what do you do? And then I'll have my opportunity. At the last reunion, even in Pierre. Planting seeds, planting seeds, speaking a word to somebody. All the time, just speaking words. Jesus loves you. Jesus cares about you. Jesus hears your prayers. But if you don't have good habits, you'll miss those things. Because why? Because the flesh runs us and pretty soon we're just doing our thing and so forth and miss all the things that are there. If I'm so quick to talk, I'll never know what's in that other person's life. So I make it a habit to listen. Say listen. God gave you two ears, one mouth, so I would listen twice as much. So when you meet people, I'll say, hey, nice to meet you. I'll let them talk then. I don't have to tell them about my life. I don't have to tell them what I do. I don't have to tell them all the things. I don't have to tell them nothing. Now I'll listen to them. It's pretty remarkable what people will say. Pretty remarkable what people have been through. Some tough things. Tough things. So good habits, you, you and I can make our way prosperous and we can have good success. Amen? All right, let's go to Psalm 1 a second. And before I do that, let's just go to Psalm 1. The other night I was listening to Coach Stig. There's, they have a thing at, at, uh, for the, it's called the Difference Makers Club for South Dakota State, for the football team, and so forth. And they were talking about the game that was coming up and stuff. And then he also mentioned, he also mentioned that they had a new coach. And their new coach was a, a mental a mental coach, a mental performance coach. So they train people physically. You know, they're in the weight room. I don't know if you've ever seen the weight room, but, but, but I'm just glad I'm not under those weights right now. They kind of crush you, you know. They just Everybody's training. Men and women train. It's amazing. But now they're training, recognized. Of course, they've done this for years, but now they actually have a coach to train their brains. What's the point? Well, because most people, you can be the finest athlete and have all kinds of talent, but if you're not mentally ready, you're not going to succeed. Folks, now, coming up here, I'm going to talk in, in some weeks ahead. I'm going to talk about the last days. But if you're not prepared, all these things I talk about, we're always teaching people to win in life. So we're not just, we're not just using up air, oxygen on the planet. We're teaching people to win. Amen? Amen? If you don't know the word of God, I'll guarantee you, you will not win. After what I see in COVID and all the other stuff and all the other theories, and all the stuff, I'll guarantee you the body of Christ is not in a good place. Amen. Guarantee it. Half the body of Christ is divided. They're fighting each other. They're screaming at each other. Well, they're not going to win because they're not fighting the devil. They're just fighting each other. They're not, they're not fighting spiritual battles. You know, they're not sharing the gospel. 
So what we teach is to teach people to win. Because God gives us the ability, hallelujah, He gives us the tools and then we have to apply them. Psalm 1, blesses the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, doesn't stand in the path of sinners, doesn't sit in the seat of the scornful. His delight is in the law of the Lord. Pastor Jeannie had this message just a week ago. In his law, he meditates day and night. He should be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, brings forth fruit in season, whose leaves shall not wither. Won't wither. Whatever he does shall prosper. So here we have a person, a blessed man who has blessed habits. He's fellowshipping with God, right? He's fellowshipping in the word. So he doesn't, he doesn't, uh, uh, he delights in the law of the Lord, right? He meditates and so forth. And he fellowships with God, fellowships with the word. And then he has fellowship with other people, of course. He's, he's, he's with the godly people and so forth, fellowshipping in that way. So his whole life begins to prosper because he's feeding his spirit man. So one of the things, one of the things, of course, even with Coach Stig talking and so forth, but one of the quotes he had is, routines will drive high performance. I don't know, well, that's true. Now, he's a Christian, but the coach is a Christian, but that's true. Your routine if it's a good routine, will drive high performance. Routine is a habit. So if you're good habits, it will drive high performance. And he says, own the environment. So whatever, whatever you're there, you can, it doesn't matter what the situation is, but you can still, with God with you, you can still be in a majority. It doesn't matter the environment. Amen? Be mentally agile. Roll with the punches. Will there be punches in life? Absolutely. Amen? Most Christians are rolling around. Everything's great, Pastor. Everything, I'm blessed and blessed. They get hit. Oh, I don't know what to do. <laughs> it's always like, what? Hello? Everybody will face adversity. When you face adversity, not if, but when you face adversity, how are you going to react? Every victory implies that there was some sort of a battle. If Jesus sent us in the world, he sent us into the world which is in darkness, but he's sending us in his light. We're going to affect this world for Jesus Christ. Will the darkness just roll over and play dead? No, there's battles. And what is the, what's the ultimate thing? It's for souls. Amen? It's for souls. It's for people's lives. So we need to be mentally fit, spiritually fit, ready for whatever comes in our lives. Amen. Amen. I mean, it was, uh, I saw the coach talk to our running, or one running back, but they walked into a game the other night. I mean, uh, people said it, it could be a close game, or uh, we weren't favored, or this or that, but they prepared them. So they walked into the game the other night. The guy, the guy running back, we know, guy scores the touchdown. He goes to silence the crowd, and then he takes a bow. And I thought, ooh, he's going a little too far now. And of course, when he went to the sidelines, immediately the coach went up to him and said, we don't want that. We don't want to stir them up. We know we're confident. And they were very confident. Just don't stir them up anymore. Let's just run over them. You be prepared in life. Good habits. When do those good habits start? Today, all the time? Amen. Decisions. I mean, 
the best habit, of course, is reading your Bible. Can you say amen? That's the best habit you can have. Prayers right with that. Fellowship with God. That's the best habit you can have. You're feeding your spirit, man. You're not walking in the ways of the world. You're not standing out there, but you're strong spiritually. If I'm strong spiritually, I can change other habits, even strongholds. People say, well, I've struggled with this my whole life. Ah, let's get strong in Christ and you'll defeat it. You'll defeat it. You do not, you, we do not have to be ruled by anything demonic. No bad habit. No sin. Nothing. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, you can walk in victory. <laughs> you can walk in victory. So we, we manage these things. We have power over your, your life. You have power over, with the Holy Spirit over your spirit, which then dictate, dictates to your life. The three most common things at New Year's Eve and so forth, the three most common uh, uh, resolutions deal with, with uh, eating, spending, exercise. Exercise. That's when the, the memberships at the gyms go up. Well, I'm going to exercise more. Well, I'm going to eat right. I'm going to lose a little weight. Well, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save a little money or something like that. But there's also one, they call it the unholy trinity, things that we have to do. I don't have to exercise. Things we must deal with is money, sex, and food. Everybody has to eat. Everybody is a sexual person. Everybody uses money. Those are three areas that you want to have the Holy Spirit rule in your life. Your money is in control. Your sexual habits are in control. Your eating habits are in control. Everybody has to deal with that. Everybody has to deal with money. Everybody has to deal with sex. Everybody has to deal with food. How we do that... This is another thing. We set up habits. Amen? We set up habits. How we discipline ourselves. The Holy Spirit, you know, gives us, gives us that. Let's go, go to Galatians chapter 5 a second, verse 23. One of the things the Holy Spirit gives us is self-control. Say hallelujah. That was weak. He gives us self-control. The Holy Spirit gives it. But now what do I have to do? I have to lean into that, don't I? So the Holy Spirit gives me all kinds of things, love, joy, peace, and so forth. But I have to lean into the fact, okay, I'm going to lean into that self-control. I'm going to thank you for it, Jesus. That I don't have to be dominated by a sin or dominated by bad thoughts or dominated by the world, but I can have self-control in my life. Everything we do, everything we do comes down to our habits, right? It just does. Of course, sex is something that should be involved in marriage. Amen. But money, how much you spend, how much you save. Of course, in this church, we emphasize saving. Hallelujah. And, and eating, how much you eat, what you eat. All of those things are factors in our lives. So we want to be the person who has self-control in the Holy Spirit. We rule, you rule your body to tell your body what you want it to do. Because all of us have a body. All of us said, I want that. <laughs> Not today. No. Amen. Forget it. Not happening. So we, we rule. So, so a city, you're a believer with walls. Spiritual walls. Right. Not allowing the enemy just to do whatever he wants, but you have walls of protection in the spirit. Amen. 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 It's, not, it's not hard, but let me, last scripture. Let's just read it. 1 Corinthians 2.14. He always causes a triumph. The first part of triumph is try. So think of your life. Think about areas in your life 
that, that you want to do better in. And so you have to start trying. If you don't try, you'll never triumph. If you don't try, you'll never push back the enemy. You'll never walk in that victory that he wants for you. So he always leads us to triumph, but we have to try. Amen? Everybody has, we all have undeveloped potential. He's working in us. But, but if you, by not trying, if you lock, you'll lock in your failure. If you never try, you'll lock in your failure. You just say, well, this is how I am. And people say that, of course. They say, well, this is how I am. Okay, that's how you are. But you don't have to stay that way. We can be free in Christ. He gives us a scripture that has no respect of persons or countries or anything. He says, you can make your way prosperous. You can have good success. You can have a blessed marriage. You can have a blessed home. You can have a blessed job. You can have a blessed life. And all these things, folks, it doesn't come down to things. It comes down to relationship first with Jesus and then relationship here. Because, folks, I know people that have, they can have anything. They could buy anything literally that they'd want, but not happy. Happiness comes from this relationship and this balance. Now we're living this balanced life, amen? We're walking with the godly. We're walking in the word. We're walking in relationship. We have a daily time with the Lord. We're listening to his voice. And we're establishing godly habits. And as we do that, we're blessed, of course. But other people around us are blessed. Your family's blessed. Friends are blessed. People you meet get blessed. When you're in tune that way. So, Father, I thank you today for godly habits. I thank you today for working in our life, Holy Spirit. I thank you for changing us. As I mentioned before, Lord... I want to keep changing. Lord, I love you so much. I know your plans are so good and what you've done is so good. So I just want to keep leaning in, Lord, for more. Just say more. I want more, Jesus. I want to walk closer, live closer, experience more that you've got in this life. And Lord, I thank you for every person here, Lord, that you're adjusting things in their life for your glory. That the good habits they have will get them through tough times. That they will walk closer and closer with you, Lord Jesus. Father, I thank you for this. I just thank you for blessings on them, blessings on people who've watched via uh, video, Lord, blessings on their lives and their homes. And we thank you, Lord, you do call us, cause us to triumph. And we thank you today for that victory in Jesus' name. Can you say amen? Amen. 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 God bless you. Amen. Bless one another, all right? And we'll see you uh, Wednesday night. Fire starters tomorrow night, but the rest Wednesday night. Amen. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605 692 4616. You can email us at holylife at brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., also Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.